0: I'm Gabs and I'm Liz and welcome, and welcome to, to their, their tropes, tropes battle for, for dominance. dominance it's been um, a couple weeks since we last recorded and this is like the first time in almost a year that both of us are recording on clean feed on our computers so shout out to clean feed because genuinely if you guys ever want to start a podcast or record anything audio that like, obviously this isn't an ad but like clean feed is free and as far as we're aware has like unlimited recording and we've been using it since we started it's and it's great mm-hmm. quality it's free like it's awesome yeah. so check it out if you need to record anything ever <laughs> um but it, it's it's weird um and you know this time i'm not in my in-law's house um in really thin walls desperately trying not to get caught saying a curse word now i can yell fuck if i want to and <laughs> talk about dick and balls Uh I I went to Kenya and Amsterdam since we last spoke which was really really cool. I posted a lot of that on my Twitter if you're interested uh, I have made a little travel thread it was amazing experience. Um, I'm really fortunate that I was able to go and I miss it and I am back I've been back to work this week and I'm drowning um, it's, it's fine and school started again and I'm I'm drowning so. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Liz, how how your weeks been? Um I worked and school started. Mm-hmm. um I consumed all of Chainsaw Man in one day and stop.
0: I'm Nick is, obsessed stop. okay so Nick and I were talking about how like we want to get back into anime and stuff right and then we're talking and you know all our friends keep s- telling us to watch Chainsaw Man and I was like Man I don't want to watch Chainsaw so Man because we wanted to watch something where you know we'll see a character and we want to cosplay it but we don't want to do any more like t-shirt type cosplays you know like where it's like it's not like we want something that we can put a lot of effort into and it'll be really fun to make so we're looking for something like that that we both like so that we can try and make something and then so Nick was watching while working today and he like pulls off his headphones. He goes, Gabs, I hate to tell you this, you have to watch Chainsaw Man. G- <laughs> he's right! And he's I'm right! Really upset. He said it's like Soul Eater vibes and I'm like, well, I don't want to watch I Soul Eater
1: vibes. I'd rather wouldn't. just watch Soul Eater again. I would not say Soul Eater vibes in yeah. my opinion. Really? Okay. It's um way darker than Soul Eater. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Soul Eater manga was kind of a dumps. Yeah, no, this one is, like, intense, but it's so good. I, like, I, Gabs, I know I, I literally, would probably like it,
0: but I don't want to watch it, so I'm when like, I, not going to watch it out of spite.
1: When I finished the manga, I literally just sat on my bed and was like, oh my, like, I was having an existential crisis. It was that good. It left that big of an impact on me. I want to say I cried because it was so good, but I was just so, like, oh my god. You were shooketh. I was shooketh, and it was, oh. It was so good. Oh, my God. i <laughs> I'll a little uh, obsessed. I don't know.
0: Maybe I'll try. Give it a try. Nick and I were talking about maybe watching the dub while I work or something. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll see. I don't know. I because like I want to try to only get into things that I feel like I can make something from right now because I want to get inspired with cosplay again. And part of why I wasn't inspired is because like, you know, I only played Overwatch and like only watched live action stuff for so long that I just like didn't really care about cosplaying anymore. And I want to get back into
1: it. So, I know, I know, I know. You want like a fancy or neat cosplay, but Chainsaw Man's really fun because there's many a character, and I'm already planning like big groups with people because it's really fun. Um, It's such an easy It's like such an easy anime to have like a big group cosplay from because it's not like for everyone to get it together. It's super easy. Yeah, I don't know because like,
0: like back when it first came out, everyone told me I'd like the red one. And Nick is te- keeps telling me, um, I think it Power's the one with the horns, right? Yes. Nick keeps telling me he thinks I would like that one. And I'm like, I don't want to like that one. That one's basic. I don't want to like any of them. They're all basic. And I want to be better than that. But I'm not better than that. I'm a basic bitch. And so I don't want to get into it because I don't want to be
1: more basic. You, it's No, it's like, the thing is, like, some basic things are basic for a reason. Because they're fair. really fucking That's a, good. Okay, you know
0: what? That's a good way of putting it. Some things are basic for a reason, as in, like, they're worth it. So, you know, yeah. I got to give that credit at least, but I don't know. Um, we should jump into the episode, though, because I, I have a long one and we have some, um, our, our very first fan question. And by fan Woo! question, I mean, my friend sent this one in, but it's still a fan and it's still a question. Let's go. <laughs> um, and, um, so shout out to my friend, Huli, who um, I bullied into submitting this one because she asked me in a call the other night and I was like, I don't know, you should send it to the podcast because she wanted to ask like, me to ask Liz, and I was like, well, Liz and I, like, don't talk outside of the podcast, because, we yeah. well, to be fair, if we did talk outside of the podcast, what would we talk about?
1: We, would we have wouldn't not... have a podcast. Yeah, because we would, everything we talk about here, we would just talk about.
0: We've said it before, but, like, genuinely, all of our conversations, pre-us starting the podcast,
1: were the podcast, <laughs>
0: <Literally>. <laughs> Where We would just, we just talk about literature, and by literature, I mean fanfic. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, 100% <laughs> uh,
0: like, genuinely like the, I still think it's so funny like just how we got like became friends was we were like oh my god <laughs> fan fiction um uh but yeah so the question that Huli has is um she's like what did you think of Lindsay Ellis's video on the Omegaverse so um and by this uh she means of course the lawsuit videos that Liz has talked about before the video essays on um the Omegaverse lawsuit and the video that Huli specifically was asking about is the one called "Into the Omegaverse: How a Fanfic Trope Landed in Federal Court." And she wants to know if the takes, explanations, etc., from Lindsay Ellis are accurate and fair.
1: Um, I will say I have not watched the video since, like, literally it came out. So that was like a decent amount of time ago. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I. I thought it was good. I, I watch a lot of Lindsay Ellis's, like, other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I tend to enjoy her, like, explanation of things and commentary well, Yeah, I, I think if you keep analyses. going back,
0: that would indicate that it's probably a fair depiction.
1: Yeah, and, um, I mean, she literally, I mean, she's like, yeah, you can literally get sued for talking about this. And then her next video on it is how she got contacted by the person's lawyers. <laughs> and so um, it, it, I think it was very funny. From what I remember, it was fair and it was a very good, like, kind of explanation and catch up. I literally think I told you, I was like, I know you don't watch video essays, but watch it. No, I'm pretty sure you talked about it on the podcast when you first watched
0: it too. So, like, yeah. So, um, I don't know what episode that was, but Oh, no idea. You can find it.
1: (laughs) Um, Uh, A real fan would know. Um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, if you want an explanation of it, I would definitely say, because I I believe there are a couple other video essays on it. Mm -hmm. I would say watch Lindsay Ellis's because that's the one that I think of when I think of the Omegaverse lawsuit video essay. Lindsay Ellis. You know what a good I think one. of, Liz? What? You. Oh.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, you
0: associate me with the lawsuit of the Omega Omegaverse? <laughs> the Omegaverse lawsuit? Thank you, bestie. Oh, my God. Speaking of Omegaverse, because we can't not do that here. Um, You know that trope? The trope, the trend on TikTok, that's like, um, where it's like meet my 26 year old self, like, yes, the the fear, like I can't believe they found out our fear, and then the 13 year old version of you goes, like says something like stupid, you know what I'm I'm saying?
1: I know the I know the trend I know the I know I know the trend yeah yeah.
0: So I was I turned to Nick at dinner. We literally got back from dinner like half an hour ago I turned him at dinner and I was like I could do that one but mine would be like when I was my 13 year old self would be everyone knows me like Omegaverse (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was my biggest fear I literally created a separate fanfic.net account to read stuff on because I was so scared people would be able to tell it was me these people on the internet didn't know who I was but I was so convinced they would like recognize me in person and be like that bitch reads Omegaverse (laughs) Now it's like in normal romance literature. Listen, now I wish people would look at me and tell I read Omegaverse. Um, I don't know about that
1: one, Bestie. I like making
0: friends. It's a a fun way to make friends, okay? When you can tell someone, yeah, I run the Omegaverse panel, that's a good way to make friends. You know, it's a good way to make friends at a convention. That's fair, but I don't really look for
1: friends outside of conventions often. (laughs) that's valid um yeah at a convention it is a brilliant way to make friends because yes. yeah yes oh my god liz i wish you had been at hall Just everybody being like you're running the family that makes me so fucking happy oh, oh god my i can't god. wait till we get to do it
0: again uh, i can't
1: come the soon fa- yeah so
0: we should submit it to cce yeah okay we t- i don't remember if we had that conversation i not. thought we
1: were okay but...
0: i'll i have to look into it fuck um yeah okay maybe we'll
1: run it at cce hopefully, hopefully. Because <laughs> um, I don't
0: think there's any other cons we're both going to that have eighteen plus stuff before then. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, all the eighteen plus stuff is like the second half of the year.
1: Use use our use um, Hall Mat
0: stats. <laughs> real, real. Um, okay, so jumping into the episode part of it, um, I have kind of a doozy, but it's literally just because I wanted to talk about this one fic that I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago in terms of like. I read it, and I was obsessed with it, but, like, you know, I wanted to do it. Um, So I'm talking about time travel, but specifically mental time travel this week. So um, we'll talk a bit about all the different kinds of time travel, but we're specifically focusing on mental time travel, and I wanted to do that because... I would say I would argue that this fic is primarily just mental time travel, but also I wanted to leave it open in case me or Liz, Liz or I decide to go back and revisit time travel in the future. There's other mm-hmm. versions of it. So um, time travel is a very classic sci fi genre. Um, so it's any characters experiencing a disruption of the normal flow of time and the disruption can be real or you know just perceived as the characters. Um so, time. mean... We have like, to
1: go back to the future.
0: Right, right. Like, anything... It's such a classic. I would also argue that anything like um, cryostasis, like, like, long-term cryostasis could be, be time travel. Yeah, because it's like, oh, shit. You know, I was supposed to wake up in six months. Instead, it's 2,000 years in the future. You know, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so this is really popular. And of course, like we were saying, like, it's a classic genre. So canon um, literature, canon works, this is a thing. But it's also pretty common in fanfic. Um, so there are three main kinds of time travel in literature, or not literature, in media in general. So you have physical time travel, mental time travel, and time loops physical time travel is when like the character's mind and body travel through it so like think back to the future you know they go through time like the entire body is going through time um, you know time traveler's wife for example so sometimes in this um type of time travel like other extra items like clothes or technology don't come with it so the example they give is the time traveler's wife. Um, the time traveler always arrives naked and has to have a tooth pulled because the filling
1: doesn't travel with him. I hate that. I think it's kind of funny. I hate that. Oh, my. Let the person have clothes. Jesus. It's funny,
0: but, like, it sounds like the worst experience ever. Um, Sorry, the sirens outside your... Yeah, house I, I apologize. I
1: live, I live near a hospital. I can't do it. I can't do I anything about it's okay. it. It's okay. It's okay
0: not your fault it just makes me laugh um but yeah time machines and time slips are the most popular versions of physical time travels um and usually you know if there's a time machine people are going through it but if there's a time slip it's pretty accidental time loops think groundhog day if you've never seen that movie you should see that movie because it's a really good
1: movie but um, if you've never seen it watch our episode on groundhog day oh yeah You literally
0: covered the joke that's right i think you covered that one right i did yes and at the time you hadn't seen the movie right
1: I still haven't seen the movie.
0: <gasps> we should watch it. It's such a good movie. It's a, it's definitely a classic. Um, but this is where it's a time loop. So like it's it, the character experiences the period of time over and over again. Um, usually it's mental time travel. Like the character isn't, their body isn't going through it. They, it's some, usually Groundhog Day, for instance, is they go to bed, they wake up, the day started over again. And it's, they just keep going through the same day. Um, and usually this happens when something needs to be fixed excuse me, by the traveler, um, to escape the loop. Um, and then the one we're covering mental time travel. So this could also be called transmigration. So this is when, um, a character's mind travels through time, but not their body. So for instance, um, if you know, the, I think erased is a good example of this where, um, it's like an adult man and he goes back and like, I don't remember the exact plot of Erased, but like he goes back in time, um, to when he was a kid, when like before his mom is murdered and he's like seven going through kindergarten again but it's like a grown man and he's like oh fuck i'm in kindergarten again
1: (laughs) (laughs) and he has to
0: grow up again but he's already grown up so he has all this knowledge um i think it's something also that like so many people wish they could do like where i'm like you know if i could go back and redo high school with the knowledge i have now like i'd have such a different experience that sort of thing it's interesting. but yeah, uh, and apparently this is actually where the trope of Peggy Sue um, came from. So it's not the same thing as Mary Sue, Gary Sue, um, but I just think it's I think it's funny that they sound similar because there was a movie where this happened or something similar happened called Peggy Sue Got Married. I don't know anything about the movie. Mm-hmm. This is just what they referenced. Um, and then another. Uh, media they referenced was in stargate continuum the character ball traveled back physically but he's immortal and unaging so he killed his past self to take his own place um and because he took his own place he counted as mental time travel because there was only one of him there um for instance in back to the future the physical time travel like they can have two of the same person in the same place and you know it can mess up the Fabric of time, mental time travel, that can't happen. There's only one physical being. Um, I see. I see. Yes. So, history of time travel. Um, science fiction citations gives the earliest use of the term time travel as a 1914 philosophy paper, but identifies the 1895 novel, The Time Machine, by H.G. Wells, as the first use of time traveler. This novel is also the source of the word time machine itself, obviously. Um, Star Trek was some of the earliest examples of canonical time travel in a television series, and it's it was a recurring theme in Star Trek. The Flash and other DC comic characters who possess super speed and a strong enough access to the speed force generally have the ability to travel through time or to alternate universes um so like the flash has several storylines involving time travel and then legends of tomorrow follows heroes and villains who travel through time of course back to the future (laughs) i like Mm -hmm. i like the way that um uh what's it called what uh fan lore described back to the future they're like the back to the future film series has this as a basic premise and that's it that's all you have to know about it um time travel (laughs) it's just time travel Canonical time travel, of course, is also present in Doctor Who and the Torchwood franchises, Harry Potter, Dragon Ball Z, The Adventure Zone, Be Foreigners, and a lot of other works. Um, And they had a huge wiki list of it, but I wasn't going to bother copying that. Um, And then uh, this was an interesting one. The professional wrestling promotion Chikara had time displaced noble knight lance Steele, who claimed to have traveled through time and found a tag team partner who was also named lance Steele.
1: so i I don't (laughs) i love professional wrestling this (laughs) shit's amazing i just i
0: love like the stories they go to through for for yeah wrestling um,
1: so, specifically on, like, mental time traveler, so. Um, wait, you- I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. To go back to professional wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, the time that I-, I was first shown professional wrestling, I was literally, ju- my brain just went, this is just like VTubers. Stop. <laughs> no, you're so right, though. You're <laughs> so right. they playing a character. Um,
0: especially, is it? Is there are, is it the Spanish wrestlers who have like the mask
1: and like they can't be unmasked or something? Um, I don't know, but it's like I mean, it's. So... I mean, it's obviously wrestling did it first because like the the whole idea where it's like
0: no, B-Tubers, BTubers have a K,
1: K, <laughs> yeah, but like B tubers have kafes that came from wrestling, obviously, and so wrestlers have kafes, which is just like a character oh, that's they play. So cool. I didn't know. So, that. Uh, yes, I. Please shut me up about wrestling. I'll, I'll, I'll shut you up now, but I, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's funny. Sorry. very funny. <laughs> no need to Thank apologize. You.
0: I think I just, I love your intrusive spots. They make the show brighter. Thank oh. you. Uh, okay. So mental time travel specifically. So in these Peggy Sue fix, um, when the time traveler, it's usually when they have like a long to do list of things they have to get right. Right. So like they go back in time. Usually it's because they're like, Oh my God, I have to fix this. So, um, you have to set right what once went wrong. So this often ties into the nobody dies and the fix it tropes, um, which is kind of how the fic we're going to read, uh, happens. Um, so usually the main character comes from like a very somewhat dark list or like literally post-apocalyptic timelines. Like if you've seen the magicians, um... There's some some of this in there, which is really cool. So it's like everyone is dead or dying, or at least you know, I people. came
1: back from the future to yeah, prevent like, came- this catastrophic exactly. event
0: from happening. Exactly. So, um, in this, sometimes the character has to deal with having a child's body again, like erased, or they have to encounter their dead loved ones, like the fic we're gonna do, or faded memories of their own past that make it hard to pretend to be their uh to pretend to be their past self when they need to fit in. Again, that's a thing in this fic. Um, a lot of these uh, fics tend to stick to the canon conflict in a fic. So, like, um, so, like, if there's, uh, for instance, a Harry Potter time-traveling fic it might be Voldemort 1, and so now Harry's back in the past as his, like, first-year self, and he has to figure it out. So that's the conflict that the fic focuses on. That's just That sounds sick. It's... I love... Like, I... From this fic, I found like a recent like appreciation of time travel fics. I think they're really cool, and uh, because especially I really love overpowered main characters. I think it's such a fun trope, and you know, I don't I don't tend to always love it in actual literature as much. But mm-hmm. I find when it when done correctly, it's just comedic enough that it's great. Like I think Bleach is one of the best series that has like a super overpowered character main character. But it's comedic
1: enough that it works. Um, I think, like, the overpoweredness works mm-hmm. when they're stupid. Yes. You know, exactly. they're stupid so they don't know how to actually fucking use
0: yes, it. Yes, exactly. And, like, yeah. The one, the one, I think, exemption to all of that, of course, is One Punch Man because that was a comedy. Um, yeah. But, yes. Um, so a common plot twist for these fix is to... Like, they stick with um, how canon happened up until, like, a super crucial moment, and then things go entirely different. Like, so, like, the timeline just totally splits off, Um, and sometimes it's revealed that they're not the only one who time-traveled as well. Um, in the time travel and some time travel fix, mental time travel fix, it could be that the time traveler is in someone else's body now, or they actually are in the future now. Um, so if they're someone else's body, maybe there's like debate and conflict about the morals of the situation. And mm-hmm. then often characters who are reincarnated in the past are sometimes considered to have time traveled as well. Other um, things that happen in these mental time travel fix. So besides the fix-it type thing is they have to meet with an important character such as an ancestor in the past or descendant from the future usually an alternate first meeting um, within this they spend more time with someone um, or the character observes the same chain of events unfold but gains new information and insight from other perspective and context of course paradoxes and then retrieving a useful artifact or tool. And I think that, um, I don't think I've ever seen that really happen in the fic where like they time travel to get something, but I feel like I could, there are several like book series I follow where I could see that happening, where they go back into the past to get something. I think that's cool. Um, Yeah. So I think yeah. let's jump into the fic. So I talked about this fic uh, a few episodes ago. It's called A Court of Faded Dreams by The Lonely Barricade. Um, this is. There are going to be spoilers for almost the entirety of *A Court in Thorns and Roses* book series um, by Sarah J. Mass. It's my like kind of guilty pleasure. That whole her whole all of her works. Like I know she's. You know, a shit author, I had I had person, like but.
1: two separate friends. Mm-hmm. Two of my friends from grad school. Like they they started talking <laughs> to me about it, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, have you read?" And I go, "No, I don't like fantasy." And right. they're like, "Wait." What? We would have never guessed that for you. And I'm like, I yeah, I don't like fantasy. I like I like sci-fi and superheroes. And other than that, I like normal things. I know. And it kills me, Liz.
0: It kills me. Um, because I, I literally, I have like maybe one friend who reads these, like the books I do. And it drives me insane. But um, I need more friends who read fantasy books. But um, these books are great. So um, I will say so this one is rated explicit but the books are honestly more explicit. Like I think she said the word cock once and it was like a two paragraph scene and it's not one we're going to, we're not covering any NSFW stuff, but um, so um, skip the entire, my entire half starting now, if you don't want spoilers for this book series. So um, this book series is going up to, I believe the oh, fuck, I think it was the third one, which is like mist and I don't, or is it wings and fury? I don't remember. The, the name i i honestly mix up the titles of the book so often because they're so similar um but it's all of them except nesta's book which is the late last book so in this um in the in the main series there's a big war and then there's this thing called the cauldron the cauldron's basically god but it's literally just the cauldron and um it holds it Basically holds all of reality together. Like that is the fabric of time and space.
1: All I can imagine is someone just coming into a big cavernous room Mm -hmm. and a a cauldron being in the middle, and something like, "What's that?" And someone just like. That's God. That's basically, <laughs> that's, that's kind God. of God.
0: But, like, that literally does kind of happen at some point, like, when the sisters get thrown into it. Like, I that is that. kind of what it is, where they're like, what that's the fuck God. is that? It's the cauldron. Bye. It's um, God. It's <laughs> God. Um, but, yeah, so when they, they have to, like, stop the war, and the guy, the enemy is wielding the cauldron. And so to stop him, they have to, like, destroy the cauldron. But then, you know, destroying the cauldron, they realize, like, as they do it, they're like, oh my God this is going to destroy every single person, like all the millions of people and fairies right here. Um, And then, so to stop it, Reese, the main, uh, the the love interest of the main character um, is like, all right, Ben, he helps her. He's like, helps Feyre hold it together. Feyre doesn't realize until it's too late that he gave everything to hold it together. He dies. And in the books, You know, all the other high lords help revive him as thanks for him, you know, saving everyone's life. But in this fic, it's kind of like the what if, like, he, like, there was no chance for that to happen. Feyre freaks the fuck out and is, like, to the cauldron, like, you owe me, like, bring him back, bring me back to him, like, give me my mate back. And she goes back in time.
1: I hate the way you said that as mate. Is that what she
0: calls him? So I know you hate um fantasy and the and everybody hates this outside CJ mass but i think her favorite word is mate so like she's a big believer in like fated mate trope like almost every single character has like a fated mate
1: just say like my lover my soul no, like, like I guess, they're mates like they're like, mates like, I,
0: like it's a like primal thing i under <sighs> it's like soulmate
1: yeah but to say soulmate not
0: mate I mean, to be fair, soulmate can be two words. It's basically, I mean, she's just uh, cutting I, off, you know. I soul fucking party. hate it. I
1: but they, it's just soulmates.
0: It. But, you know, it's abbreviated to mate. Anyways. um, so Anyways, the, thing to know, the thing to know about the Akhtar books, though, and why it's so fun to get people into it without knowing what's going to happen is the first book. Feyre is not with Rhys. She is with this completely other guy. And it's like rose-colored glasses. Like, he's doing all this crazy shit. But you're thinking, like, oh, I, I mean, you know, it's it's fantasy. It's romance. It's whatever. It's not that bad. And then in the second book, she ends up with, you know, her mate. Um, but so in, the, in this fix, she's sent back in time all the way back to when she's still a human. And she first starts, like, she first joins the other court. And she's with... The other guy and nobody knows that she's there but she has all of her memories but she's a human now so she has no powers her you know mate who supposedly is alive in this world doesn't know she exists and she's like oh my god like i have to break the curse again to free him and you know i have to free him so we can plan for the fucking war that's about to happen and so i don't lose him again uh-huh. and i think this fic is just so beautifully written but it like Honestly, I think it's written better sometimes <laughs> than the original uh, books. Um, but it's it's su- it was such a refreshing twist, and I think the author did a really good job of putting her own twist on things. And um, I'm I'm obsessed with it because it's kind of like it just brings the two characters together earlier in the books, and there's no angst. So like almost the half of like the second book, there's a lot of angst between the two main love interests because. Of convolute, like I don't want to, like you know, I don't have all the time in the world, so I'm not going to explain every in and out of their relationship. There's just a lot of angst and will they, won't they type stuff, and this kind of skips all of that because you, in the fairy world, like if you're a mate, that's that, like you're forever. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's just so good, and like, I I hate you, Liz, because you'll never truly appreciate how how good this fic is um like I said I can't recommend it enough Court of Faded Dreams by the Lonely Barricade all one word um and what I picked so the part that I picked I think is like chapter four or five um after Feyre has been with the spring court for a little bit and um it's Kalanmai I don't remember how to pronounce it Kalanai it's um basically I'm gonna say it's basically when all the fairies go into heat <laughs> It's not, though, but, like, that's what I'm calling it, oh my because
1: God. the only one who
0: goes in the heat is fucking Damlin. Um, like, he, 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 it's like fuck or die for him. Like, he literally, and, like, in the books, he canonically fucks someone else because Pharaoh is missing. Like, he's like, I had to fuck. <laughs> um, But, so, yeah, so everybody's partying. Think of it as, like, you know, like, fairy revelry, like, you know, the m- th- myths and stuff. Of, like, how fairies would have revelries and stuff, and I don't, don't know drink what that. Don't is. drink the f- a revelry, you know. Like, um, I don't know what that is. You don't know what a revelry is? No, it's like, um, eccentric, like, no holds barred, like, party basically in the woods. Like, okay. it's it's like, think
1: of you like, the let's most- hold a
0: rever- revelry. Yeah, that of, sounds like, fun. The craziest party you've ever, like, that's a revelry um so and like you know the myths of like fairies like don't drink the fairy wine you know you'll stay there forever that sort of thing that's that's what it is that's what Kalamai is anyways so in the books Feyre sneaks out when she's told to stay in her room and um she almost gets attacked by these rogue fairies and Reese, this is when you meet him in the books and he go and he pretends that he was looking for her and that they're there together they have a short interaction and then she goes away but she always thinks of him and she meets him again and the rest is history and this you know fic they haven't met yet but you know she knows she's like that's my mate i came back in time for him so she's been trying to plan everything so that she still has the chance to sneak away and recreate their first interaction so that she can talk with him um but she mm-hmm. has, and so she's been practicing like you know um, and, oh, and something important that I should mention is Reese um, can, is a mind reader. He can read minds, right? Like, she can do it as well when she has her powers and stuff, but he can uh-huh. read minds. So she's, like, practicing trying to make sure he can't read her mind right off the bat so she doesn't scare him. And she's like, what am I going to say? How am I going to rehearse this? You know, how how can I make him listen to me and be convinced that, you know, I'm actually his mate um, and, like, that I'm from the fucking future? And uh-huh. it, it just uh, – uh, it makes me, like I like – There was it's been a long time since something like hit me as deeply as Sarah J Mass books did, but this fic hit me. And then like, I literally, like I was squealing, like toes kicked up, toes toes curled, feet kicked up, like as I was reading it, just like so happy, you know? So um, without further ado, Uh I think I've given you enough backstory. (laughs) Um, We can get into it. Um, It's from Favors POV. So I'll read for her and then I'm going to let you read for um, Reese and then the other voices are the creepy guys who try to attack her so I'll let you read for them as well I'll be a creepy guy let's go you'll be go. the creepy guy <laughs> um, so yeah so we, like I said we jump right into that scene in the fic where she's gonna meet Reese for the first time so she's just snuck out of her room smoke and magic hung thick in the air and Feyre pulled the hood of her cloak high to hide from any who would recognize her human features the last thing she needed was to be held up while she followed that voice that called to her soul Fayra approached, f- <laughs> approached the first giant bonfire atop the hill and dismounted, weaving through the crowds of Fae with a purpose that she had not possessed the first time she'd been here. No one looked twice in her direction as she clung to the shadows of her cloak. She made her way up the hillside, not bothering to explore the hollow of the caves as she had before. She stopped alongside- along the edge of a bonfire near the trees, looking around wearily. If, mem- if memory served, this is where she'd been cornered by those three fairies. As if on cue, she felt an arm on her elbow that whirled her around to face three high fae. She hadn't remembered any discernible features about them, and though she knew they hadn't had anything but good, in- she knew they had anything but good intentions. She couldn't fight the grin that splintered across her face. The anticipation that had been building for days was bubbling over in her chest. Any minute now, Reese would be here. She quickly double-checked that her mental shields were up. The fae grasping Feyre's arm leered down at her, revealing pointed teeth. Human woman, <laughs> he murmured, <laughs> running an eye over her.
1: We've not seen one of you for a while.
0: Feyre tried to yank her arm back, but his grip held firm. What do you want, she demanded, her voice steady. Before, she would pretended not to be terrified, but this time, Farah truly couldn't contain her excitement. Even her words had an explosive energy to them. The two fairies who flanked him smiled at her, seeming encouraged by her lack of terror, as if the game had
1: gotten more interesting. Just some fire night fun. (laughs) I love that, Liz. I love that in 74
0: episodes, not once have you ever put on a voice. And this
1: is the this is the episode where you're like, I'm gonna make funny voices now. I'm a creepy guy, okay. Am I giving creepy guy? Oh, you're giving! <laughs> you aren't giving I try
0: <laughs> One of them said, reaching out a pale, too long hand to brush back a lock of her hair. Theya twisted her head away, keeping herself out of their her, out of their touch. Alice had spent far too long on her hair for these Fey bastards to ruin it before she could see Reese. Fayra yanked away in earnest, but she knew it was futile. Even with her training, she was not strong enough to overpower three males. They stepped closer, sealing her off from the others. Leave me alone, she growled, giving them a pointed look that tried to communicate, I'm warning you.
1: Bold statement for a human on Kalanmai? Yes. Kalanmai! Kalanmai? Kalanmai! (laughs) Kalanmai! Oh, <laughs> said the one holding her left arm. Once the rites performed, we'll have some fun, won't we? A treat, such a treat, to find a human woman here. And even
0: the promise
1: of Resan's,
0: res I don't know if it's, I think it's Resand. I can't remember. I think Resand's rescue wasn't enough to present, fuck, t- I can't read tonight, guys, I'm turning to Liz. We're switching places, Thanks you're doing for that. funny
1: voices, and I can't read. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I love how yours is just like, I can do funny voices. Liz can't read. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but it still hurts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't enough to prevent the shudder down her spine at that cruel promise. Get your hands off me, she snarled, loud enough for anyone to hear. But there was only one person who needed to. One of them ran a hand down her side, digging his bony fingers into her ribs and hips. Feyre jerked back, slamming into the third one's chest, who wove his long fingers through her hair and pressed close. Stop it, she growled, trying to yank her hair out of his grip. She hadn't wanted to look so disheveled when Reese saw her for the first time. They began hurting her toward a line of trees, towards the darkness. A sly grin spread on her lips, towards Reese. One of them shoved Feyre and she stumbled, falling out of their grasp. The ground welled up beneath her, but sturdy hands grasped her under the shoulders before she could hit the grass. Feyre felt the world slow down. She felt electric when those warm, broad hands were touching her, and that hollow, empty part of her that had made her feel half alive those past few weeks was suddenly crackling awake. She couldn't see his face yet as he lifted her gently back to her feet, but she could already smell him. Citrus and the crash of sea spray from where the Cedra met this ocean. He smelled like Valeris. He smelled like home.
1: Just to preview this thing, it says, said the deep, sensual male voice. I can't do that so oh, <laughs> just do you can make it the same as your creepy guy voice no my creepy guy voice was funny for the creepy guys you could you could creepy. just
0: do you could do um the omegaverse panel voice that i did
1: i don't think i can do that with styles I, I don't think i can do that <laughs> um there you are i've been looking for you
0: perfect oh uh, yeah i'm literally swooning <laughs> thanks bestie. <laughs> Said that deep, sensual male voice. She felt herself shudder again, this time for an entirely different
1: reason. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Reese, Reese was here. She was touching him. He stepped to her side and slipped a casual arm around her shoulders. The three lesser fairies paled, their dark eyes wide as they took in the High Lord of the Night Court.
1: Thank you for finding me. No, try no. again. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for finding finding her for me. There uh, you go. Yeah
0: <laughs> He purred smooth and polished. Feyre felt tears prick behind her eyes.
1: Enjoy the right.
0: Feyre didn't have the forethought to pay attention to her attackers as they scrambled away with the fervor. She was twisting desperately in Reese's arms to see his face. Her heart nearly stopped when she did. Her breath whooshed out of her as she took in those bright starry violet eyes. He was here. He was alive. Her mate. Risa's eyes widened. He stumbled back and figure realized for a panicked moment that she had been so overwhelmed by seeing him, so consumed by his presence that her feeble mental shields had crumbled to dust. Oh shit, she thought as <laughs> she met Risa's shocked gaze. This had not been her plan at all. Even in her plan B, she decided to break the news to him more gently than just blurting it out in her brain. She took a shuddering breath, trying to recover her mental script she'd been preparing for the last several weeks. She'd basically started at the ending with the whole mate thing- Fayra buried her hands in frustration as her mind whirled.
1: Hey, <laughs> came, came uh, that velvet, uh, smooth voice. Yeah, was, was it was it velvety and smooth? yet? <laughs> so, the velvetyest and smoothest. <laughs> Thank you. I I think I'll I think I should drop out of school and take up a career as a male voice actor. What do you think? I think so too. <laughs> hey, so, I'm I'm emailing my director right now. I'm I'm leaving. This is just our velvetiest and smoothiest voice yet. Or, Fuck episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. That wasn't smooth at all. Um, mm-hmm. His long, elegant fingers coming to grip her wrist gently as he pulled her hands away from her face. She pulled her eyes to his gentle, violet ones. He seemed to have recovered enough from his initial shock, but the mask of the High Lord was gone.
1: It's okay, <laughs> he murmured
0: comfortingly, <laughs>
1: rubbing gentle circles into her wrist. Take a deep breath. Your thoughts are moving so fast; it's hard to keep up.
0: He looked at her so earnestly then, it completely melted her heart. To him, she was a complete stranger.
1: Well, not a complete stranger,
0: it seems. She laughed, despite herself. In a different world, I would have scolded you for being in my head, she said at last, her voice hoarse. She took a steadying breath as she let herself take him in fully. He was just as breathtaking as she remembered. Her heart caved for a moment as the image of the last time she saw him flashed through her mind, Re sprawled on the rocky ground with his wings straight behind him, his chest not moving.
1: Um, I will say we should probably move on. It's oh shit! Kind of late. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. I'm sorry. It's
1: okay. Um. Uh. Okay. Can we give? I'm gonna
0: give two more paragraphs and then cut it. I think that'll be a good place to cut it. Okay. Or actually, one more paragraph, maybe. Okay. Reese took a shuddering breath as the image undoubtedly flashed through his mind as well. But here he was, alive, 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 her mate. She turned back tied to save him, and he was staring at her so patiently right then, not prodding or demanding answers, just letting her work through the thoughts and emotions that had flooded in while she, he held her hand and rubbed it reassuringly. This isn't exactly how I imagined this would go, she th- said apologetically, her voice shaky. Reese gave her a gentle smile and nodded obligingly. And then uh, from there they like go and like she just kind of you know tells them everything and Whee! it's uh, yeah they make a plan and it's just uh, amazing. <laughs> I'm literally obsessed with this book. It hasn't updated since October and I'm going insane. I need more. <laughs> so there's only a few chapters left and it's so good. And she, the the author like is also releasing, you know, for their side ship that I don't really care about for one of the sisters and a another fairy. Um, they have a fic for that as well but like it's just I don't know I think it's like such a good fix at fic so um, definitely go check that one out if you guys are into the book um, I that fic really opened my mind to mental time travel and I'm like more into it now what about you Liz
1: um I don't read time travel <laughs> <laughs> well you just said you like sci-fi I like sci-fi but the sci-fi stuff the thing is the fan the sci-fi fan fiction I read is Modern AU. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: That's very true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, Um, I guess we can move on to my my trope.
0: let's, Let's do it.
1: I got assigned yet another Halloween fic. Apologies for all of my stumbling and, like, basically reading from my notes. Because I made this, like, a month and a half ago. Probably longer at this point. Yeah. So, I remember none of this. Um, so this is a trope that specifically re- relates to the Buffy the Vampire Slayer fandom, and um, these picks will tend to take place—not tend to—they they do take place uh, during the season two Halloween special, and uh, these picks have actually become so common that there's like an acronym for them that they usually get referred to within the fandom. Oh. YH, sorry, YAHF, yet another yeah. Halloween F. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is just like the description of the episode. Okay. Um I've never watched Buffy. So I feel like we need to. Only only name that makes that has any meaning to me is Buffy. So no right. one else's name means anything to me. In the episode Ethan Rain's spell causes everyone to transform into their costume costume characters. Costumes were very generic. Um for example, vampires, werewolves and other monsters. The spell was designed to last until rain ended it, possibly by another ritual since rain stayed Stay nearby His magic may have been powering it. Eventually, the spell was broken by breaking a statue of Janice used in the virtual. The memories and skills retained by the characters varied. Um. So, like, I think, like, we can all kind of assume what, like, different versions, like, what these fix would entail. It's mm-hmm. just essentially characters are in different costumes than they are in canon. Oh. And there are fun crossover opportunities.
0: Yay. Um, we
1: love a good crossover. Or at least I do. Yes, I I tend to not like yeah I I know
0: I know you're not that that's not your thing yeah
1: um so um within like so some fix will have it where like the spell isn't broken and so like these changes are freaking permanent like they forever and um sometimes like materials like that relate to the costume will appear so like if someone's like an astronaut a spaceship may appear. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of kind of cool in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um and so this is a fandom discourse right now. Um, a lot of the Yaf fics have been considered bad fics due to many of the fics relying on canon dialogue and not changing much from the original plot. This also stems from the fact that many Yaf fics were Xander centric. Some of these overlapped with Xander specific truths, such as Xander gets power powers or Xander is special. Some some fans disliked these trips as they felt Xander became a Gary Stu character. I don't know who Xander is, but I... I yeah. Yeah, they said. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never read this before. Have you ever read this before, Gabs? No. <laughs> I, um, I was taken aback by you asking the question. I don't know. Uh, so I think... You, so I actually chose a crossover effect because I thought it would be fun. Um, you can guess what this is a crossover pick with <gasps> just by the title. Calling room number four two four two five six four. Wait, stop! This is so cute. Yep, I can't and believe so I it's...
0: referenced Soul Eater earlier too.
1: I know, full circle. Um, so for those of you who don't know, this is a Soul Eater and Buffy crossover fic. Mm-hmm. It's written by Eile A I L L E on AO three. I did not take any of the ratings. I I don't know. Um, you can, if you want to read it, you can look it up and it'll tell you the ratings on top. Um, so this is just like, um, what's it called? I believe this is just the, the, the description. Once again, I copied this forever ago. <laughs> How he'd been t- talked into doing a group costume with the girls. He really didn't know. At least he wasn't going to have to break it into his trip fund to pay for it. Will and her mon- manga fetish was going to get them all in trouble someday. Oh he was my sure God. of it. When she'd seen costumes for her newest addiction at the costume store, somehow he'd convinced both Buffy and himself to dress as her favorite characters. Maybe it was just the prospect of not seeing her as a ghost this year that made him agree. So, um, I just, I think it's from, uh, it is from, what is his names again? Uh, Xander? Xander, I think? Yes. It's from his perspective. Okay. So I will read for him and you will read for the girls. Yeah. yeah. power. Let's go. Fixing the black wig on his head, aligning it on his head so the three white lines are starting in the middle of his forehead and going back along the left-hand side of his head. The yellow context creeped him out a bit since the only yellow, the only yellow he saw these days were on vampires and demons. But these looked a little different. The pupils were small, followed by a ring of gold and then bright yellow. Then there was the suit Suit she was making him wear, high-collared white shirt with a funky skull instead of a tie, and a black black jacket with white accents, black pants, and his combat boots. Well, if he had to dress up in this outfit, at least he could look good while doing it. Fifteen minutes later, he was standing outside the summer's house, fiddling with the skull tie while waiting for someone to answer the door. He'd only seen a brief glimpse of red, blue, and white before so he wasn't sure what uh Buffy and Willow were going to going to be wearing all Willow had told him was to call Buffy to call oh. Buffy Patty for the night and she was going to be oh. Liz so they
0: so and so it's the buff universe, but solider is like exist in the buff universe, like as I like see. a as like a manga. I see. Okay, see, I'm so used to crossovers being like the characters meet, so I was I, I was a little confused. This okay.
1: is definitely way more of like my style of a crossover mm-hmm. fic. If I was going to read one, okay. Um, oh, and that they'd be calling him kid. When the door opened, he he just about swallowed his tongue. Buffy was wearing a red turtleneck sweater that seemed to have lost its arm, and her entire midriff was exposed. She had a little white tie on that rest, rested right above the middle of her chest, a pair of jean, jean, short jean shorts, black... Short jean shorts. <laughs> I mean, he's not I, wrong. Yeah, I, um, guess, I guess that's accurate. Black calf, high boots, and a stylized cowboy hat. Wow. Oh, well, that was right. Lady Patty, I swear off spandex forever. I don't know what that means, but I'm, okay. Don't either. I'm assuming it's something in the show.
0: Or he's just bad at saying compliments.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um giving her a huge grin that's and then started to laugh a bit. Though I may have to request you wear sweaters like that more often. He had to duck quickly to keep from being Oh, no, I hit.
0: love soldier. <laughs> so accurate.
1: So where's where's Will's? He couldn't swerve to miss the punch to the shoulder quick enough a second time.
0: Liz will be down in a moment. She's still fixing her hair. You look
1: good, Zan kid. Gritting.
0: This is going to be weird, calling the two of you by different names, but it should hopefully confuse the troll a bit. I'm assuming...
1: Once again, we've never watched this episode, so I have no idea what's going on. I So,
0: my context idea that I'm getting that might totally be wrong is that... Because I'm pretty sure Buffy's, like, Monster of the Week type show, so the troll might be, like, looking for them and knows them yeah. by name, so when they dress hey. up in costumes, it's probably just to hide themselves, and it happened to be a Halloween fix. Okay, okay,
1: okay. Linking his arm with Buffy, he grinned while watching Willow come down the stairs to join them. Her outfit was almost exactly the same as Buffy's, except instead of shorts, she was wearing low-rise skinny jeans. Damn, Willow.
0: Okay, I just the way that the author has been writing wills as in short for willow is like will apostrophe s yes. i just realized that's probably just getting autocorrected from wills like yeah his... and i've been so confused this whole time <laughs> <laughs> like wills what
1: wills, will's. what <laughs> giving a bit of a grunt when the elbow from the elbow he received from buffy and rolling his eyes liz you two going as twins
0: Nope, just sisters, but Kid has a thing with symmetry, so as his weapon partners, we dress alike so to not keep his OCD from going nuts.
1: Weapons? What do you mean? Oh. She grinned at him.
0: We're human weapons, meaning that we can turn into twin guns when Kid asks us to. Or, well, they have a bit of a past, but Liz and Patty have always been together and work well together.
1: So, oh,
0: sorry, that's Buffy. Oh, okay. So why am I Patty and you're Liz? Buffy
1: asked with a bit of a smirk.
0: Other than the fact you get to wear more clothing than I do.
1: Well,
0: honestly... Oh, I think that's still me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Girly moment. Um, Well, honestly, you could have been either, but the main fact is, Patty doesn't get scared easy, and that just seemed more like you than me. She answered. I don't really fit either role, but as you said, Buffy, this is come-as-you-aren't tonight.
1: Xander laughed. That's Patty. Liz, that's Patty. Liz and if we... Don't get going. The troll is going to give us a detention for being late. Picking his other arm with Willow. Come, my beautiful sister weapons. We have a job to do and munchkins to corrupts. I believe I, I did do little cuts. Yeah, I see time. Yeah, it looks or like Or unless cuts. that's within the fic. I don't remember. Um, in the back of the small costume shop, as the sun starts to go down, a middle-aged man kneels in front of a statue of a dual-faced god. The palms of both of his hands are bloody. Oh, I guess I can be him. Okay. The world that denies thee, thou inhabit. Dabbing blood from his left hand and smears it over his right eye. The peace that ignores thee. He does the <laughs> same with his left eye from his right hand. Thou corrupt. Using his right hand, he smears blood from his left hand in the shape of a cross on his forehead. Chaos, I remain as ever, thy faithful, degenerate son. After they arrive at the school. This is another skip. There's a lot of skips yeah, right there's, here. Yes. Um After they arrive at the school, they're each put in charge of... Four, uh, Put in charge of four kids each and sent out in different directions. There there was candy to be gotten and fun to be had. Sandra had to admit the kids did look cute and what they thought were scary costumes. Honestly, he couldn't wait to drop them back off at the school so the whole gang could go to the bronze and just have some fun. Skip again. Back, back in the costume shop, the men started to chant in Latin over the statue of the Two-Faced God. There's just Latin. I don't know how to say Latin, so we're skipping that. Um... <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's, literally, it's like two lines of Latin. And we're like, I, neither of us speak Latin.
1: So good enough. Dead language there, moment. you guys know. Um, after about two hours of trick or treating, Xander started to direct the kids across the street so they could hit one more house as the breeze started to pick up. It was almost unnatural as it seemed to twist its way around people in the streets. There's more Latin. We're going back to the kids. There was just a line of Latin. So I, I guess it's just kind of a cool cutaway. I, I like that.
0: I, um, I, it's very TV-esque, of, you know, like, this, yeah. the TV's cutting between scenes and the yeah. thing is copying it.
1: Kid, uh, kid covered his face with his hands. His head was pounding and something just felt off. Oh, that's the last time I let Blackstar convince me to play a drinking game. Couldn't keep it symmetrical if he tried. Oh my God! Looking oh, between so... his fingers at the chaos around him. <laughs> where the hell am I? Calling up, Liz, Patty, where are you? Shinigami, what kind of hell did you send me through this time? I'm going to kill you when I get home, Dad. And that's where I cut it off. Um, oh my god, stop! It's cute. It's cute. I like it. But wait, so the the fucking costume shop thing, like he's in
0: a statue of like Shinigami from Soul Eater. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's adorable. I love how that ends. Yeah. Let's, um... That's very cute. Considering we don't know anything about Buffy, I would say that's a very cute pick.
1: There's there's more to it. I, uh-huh. I just didn't Oh, copy okay. It. Just,
0: that's fair that's fair. So far then, what we've seen so far is very cute and yeah something that both of us can appreciate.
1: As, as Soul Eater fans, yes. I love Soul Eater. I was telling I Nick Soul how Leater. Nick and I would be so good as Medusa and Stein. We should do a Soul Eater group. Maybe. I literally, at New Year's, we were all talking about, we were like, we should do a Soul Eater group. And like we were like we were shocked that Sky had never watched Soul Eater. And we're <gasps> like, you need to watch Sky Soul Eater. Sky hadn't Leater. watched Soul Eater? No, Sky still has not watched Soul Eater. Okay,
0: so... I know we were talking about you guys coming up with Katsu, maybe, but, like, bring Sky, and we'll have a Soul Eater marathon. We'll be like,
1: you're watching Soul Eater right I fucking
0: now. I have seen, like, all 60 episodes of Soul Eater, like, five million times. Like I I've, don't
1: tend to enjoy shonen anime, and I love Soul Eater. Soul Eater is
0: genuine. It was my first anime. Like, it is the one anime that I can rewatch over and over again and
1: still be just as entertained as I was the first time it's so good and the art style is immaculate it's so cute it's so
0: good yes god ah, I love Slater.
1: um but
0: yeah yeah, um I I can't say that I'm gonna look for that trope and I feel I can answer for you Liz that you're not gonna look for that trope um because we don't we don't know
1: the trope (laughs) we don't go there
0: but I I think I'm glad it's always fun for us to go outside our comfort zones um and do something yeah it was cool
1: to learn about
0: yeah yeah and um yeah. thank you guys for letting me dump about that fic earlier uh <laughs> i'm obsessed if you can't tell um but yeah yeah i don't know yeah. i don't think i have anything else i'm just i'm really excited for, that we finally like after like three months got to record the yeah. episode again what's your socials gaps oh my god my socials thanks for asking liz you guys can find me on instagram twitter twitch and tiktok at
1: full the nerd liz what about you you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Lazily Liz. And where about the show? You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast or their Trope's Battle for Dominance. If you need to e- email us for any reason, questions, comments, concerns, good Maze Runner, or good Twilight fanfiction recommendations, please email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Please rate, comment, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to this show. It helps us a lot. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
0: Have a good one, and we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Bye.